When a paid professional is regularly allowed to enter our living room to be a beacon of information to our household, a, a sage of sorts, it's easy to grow to trust a person like that, particularly when the information often agrees with the political, social, and moral values that we and our families hold dear. And that trust gets validated when this individual is given a national platform, when he or she is writing best-selling books on moral virtue, perhaps even writing about Jesus himself. So to our kids, they see a nationally respected media spokesperson who believes, kind of like mom and dad do. But what happens when this same person's actions in his personal life seem to betray many of the same virtues he so passionately promoted? Well, disillusionment sets in, and now mom and dad have some splaining to do. Because if this person is a fake or a hypocrite, what about the other people mom and dad look up to? For that matter, what about Christ? We'll talk about that next on today's Licensed to Parent. Well, hello and welcome once again to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long residential program working with teens in crisis and, by extension, with their parents. Our host on Licensed to Parent is the founder and executive director of Shepherd's Hill, Trace Embry, and I'm Rich Rosel. And uh, Trace, as we jump in here, let's make it clear that today we're not talking about your local pastor or priest. In fact, on today's program, we're actually responding to the recent debacle with Fox News and Bill O'Reilly. And many people may wonder what this has to do with Uh parenting. But here's the deal. Many in Christian circles were big fans of O'Reilly. And since many conservative evangelicals are also politically conservative, it's likely that he provided a voice to what many hold to be true. Mm-hmm. So what happens when an O'Reilly comes crashing down? What does that do to us? Does it taint our own views and values? And what does it do to our credibility in the eyes of our kids? That's that's what I think we're trying to, exactly. to get to mm-hmm. here. Uh, let me also mention that... Um, We want to look at how we as parents react to accusations of any sort that may be leveled against someone like Bill O'Reilly or leveled against us. Can we be too quick to rush to judgment? Is there more to the story than we've currently been told? And um, is there anything more that could be said that would mitigate the perception that so many people now have about Bill O'Reilly and Fox News? Uh, Trace, you and I are not going to be doing extensive digging and fact-checking on this program. That's not our point. But we are going to try to look at how we react uh, and how we talk to our kids. And probably more importantly, how we conduct our own affairs to remain above reproach. Uh, To me, and I know to you as well, these are very important issues, uh, very important lessons that we need to pass on to our kids. Mm -hmm. I do think it's worth discussing. Uh, And I do think that parents need to consider uh, the issues and concerns that both you and I have uh, as we discuss it. Uh, Because many of our listeners, you know, they are conservative in their their politics, just just like their faith. Bill O'Reilly may not have been conservative in his faith, uh, but I have to believe his faith certainly influenced him to be conservative in his politics. And, And sometimes these lines between faith and politics get blurred, especially for young and impressionable minds like those of our kids. Uh, but think about it. You know, our, our kids are seeing us agreeing with his positions on abortion, 
uh, absentee fathers yeah. being a problem for uh, American families and American culture, drugs uh, being a menace to our society. You know, all the border issues that uh, his friend Donald Trump and our president is still talking about, the very real dangers of music in today's entertainment industry. And the internet issues, smartphones, pornography, and social media and the like. These are all issues that Bill talked about, and he was right on the money with a lot of those things, I thought. So if our kids are watching their parents, amening O'Reilly every night, you know, at at the screen, uh, then they just saw their mom and dad's, quote, social hero, for lack of a better term, get annihilated on every news venue in America, from TV to radio, from newspapers to the internet. Uh, and if there are, if our kids never heard of Bill O'Reilly before, uh, certainly they have now, they, but not in a good light. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, oh, oh, I think my mom watches that guy. I think my dad watches that guy. He loves that guy. You know, uh, the Goliath of the number one cable news network, uh, just got taken down with a crash. And, uh, therefore in the eyes of our kids anyway, uh, he totally got disgraced and discredited and, uh, those two things are virtually the unpardonable sin in today's generation of youth. Uh, they don't like the whole idea of uh, of hypocrisy. Here's a guy who who talks and writes about moral virtues, about history, about the the the, the dangers of revisionist history, social justice, faith, and and even God. Virtually five nights a week. Uh, so when a litany of immoral accus- accusations and character flaws come out uh, against. The very guy, our kids' parents, and that would be many of us, view as a cultural icon, again, a a lack of a better term. How does that speak to our judgment and our credibility in the eyes of our kids uh, when we put our faith in and give our worship to another man who happened to live 2,000 years ago? We can't even feel, see, or hear, uh, not in person anyway, not even on on TV, uh, being Christ, of course. Uh, So we need to be prepared uh, to help make sense of this this mess mm. uh, in the eyes of our kids, uh, if we want to optimize our chances of retaining any healthy measure of credibility and influence towards shaping their worldview. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people who uh, are not professing Christians and have decided not to be professing Christians because of the hypocrisy that they see in the church. Yeah, but 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 a lot of people are looking at Bill O'Reilly. He writes a book, uh, you know, Killing Jesus. And he and he and he, yeah. and he brings you know all the historical facts behind our Lord and Savior, and uh, to this day, people aren't distinguishing the fact that he didn't write about Jesus as the Christ. He wrote about Jesus as a historical figure, and so uh, they don't they blur those lines of demarcation. And uh, and he does profess to be a Christian, a Catholic Christian, mm-hmm. uh, going to mass and the whole nine yards, observing Lent and the whole nine yards. And so people look at him, uh, I think, unfortunately, as a uh, a spiritual hero. Uh, when again, he wasn't writing about Christ as a as a spiritual yeah. person; he's writing about Christ as a historical person. Yeah. And I think that's indicative of, of, of uh, an indictment, rather, uh, of of the church that we would uh, not be able to see that. Hey, look, this guy's a news commentator. You know, yeah. whatever he says about Jesus, that's that's fine, but. He's a news commentator. So we have that credibility to protect ourselves uh, when our kids see that, uh, you know, we're watching this guy on a regular basis. Uh, because if we don't influence and help shape our kids' worldview in spite of this very confusing, disheartening, and maybe even distorted story, uh, then the very folks who are getting a whole lot of mileage out of Bill O'Reilly's demise 
are going to get even more mileage out of the fact that our kids are now convinced that perhaps the liberal and postmodern worldview that's currently infecting and dividing America has been right all along. And uh, for many of our kids, that means God is now a myth. And uh, the logical end of that conclusion, really, it's not pretty, Rich. And no. uh, again, I think, you know, we, we often talk about digital technology in this program. Uh, but I think the fact that we're so nose deep in, in our, our little devices, it has really taken our ability to chew up the wheat and spit up the sticks and think deeply about things. And this is what I'm asking our parents to sit down and do with their kids. Uh, Let's sit down and and, and sort through this, especially if you're one that would watch uh, The O'Reilly Factor every night, uh, kind of like my family. I think you owe it to your kids to sit down and and, and try to get a deeper perspective on this because uh, right now this whole thing has given them a reason to not trust you in other things in life. Uh, if if, If you're taking your political cues social cues, uh, life cues, and maybe even spiritual cues from a guy like Bill O'Reilly. Well, he just got blown out of the water. Yeah. And uh, our, our kids are watching. Um, let's look at some practical things that, that parents and families might do when addressing an issue like this. One of the first things I think we as parents need to do is to address the issue with our kids that we are all hypocrites. I right. Mean, we talk about Just that. Just a matter of degree, isn't it? It, it is. But when we, when we claim to be followers of Christ and claim to be saved by his, you know, redeeming blood um, and freed from sin, and yet we continue to sin, mm-hmm. that makes us into hypocrites. And that's... Uh, that makes a lot of people go, well, you know, there are just a bunch of hypocrites in that church. I'm not going to go. Yeah. But that's not the thing. What we're to be doing is pointing people toward Christ and saying, you know, don't, and I've said this a lot to people, please don't judge my Savior by my church. Yeah. And I'm meaning my church broadly in this case, because you find... Judge, yeah, don't judge, don't judge God by his kids. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And as you are fond of pointing out, you know, God's the best parent ever, the perfect role model, yet look what his first two kids did. <laughs> yeah. And everyone thereafter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we've got to try to instill in our kids the fact that, you know, God is still on the throne. God is still God. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is fully God. That didn't change right. with whatever the offense is that we may be discussing yeah. with them. So trying to show this is human failing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, as you and I talked about prior to recording today, uh, just the fact that if Bill O'Reilly made a mistake, or many mistakes, as seems to be the case, Let's still look at what he is known for and what he has said. Is that still valid information and advice? Yeah, has he contributed to positive things in the very fabric of our nation? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think he has. But you go back to Bill Clinton and, and President Kennedy and other other people. humans. They're human people. <laughs> I mean, human people. They're 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 people. They're flawed human beings. That in 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 light of the good things they've done. There are still things that we could we could cherry pick them apart, okay. Sure. And, and the same thing is true with 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 our biblical heroes, whether it's Samson or or David or or Solomon, whomever. The Apostle Paul was a murderer, 
you know, before he came to the Lord. Uh, and then even after the, uh, he came to the Lord, he talked about his thorn in the flesh. But yet we still take a lot of our theological cues and spiritual cues from the Apostle Paul mm-hmm. and from those stories of old in the Old Testament. Uh, no one would dispute that Solomon was the wisest human being uh, besides Jesus Christ himself that walked the face of the earth. And yet in the in the very midst of being the wisest human being, this guy messed up Roy Al, but we still take cues from him in the yeah. church. And I so I I just want to tell our parents that uh, because O'Reilly messed up, uh, we 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 have to be discerning and teach our kids to be discerning to chew up the wheat and spit out the sticks. As you said, Rich, we don't look to a guy like Bill O'Reilly for you know our spiritual cues, but. You know, we're going to take our our evening news from somebody, our commentaries on the news from somebody, yeah. or a bunch of somebodies. We have to weed uh, through the chaff on all of them. Yes, uh, especially in today's uh, day and age. And our kids need to know that we have twenty four hour news now, and these guys are all vying for ratings and and selling. Uh, uh, commercial space and so anything they can do to sensationalize things or make a scandal out of what isn't a scandal and I'm not saying Bill O'Reilly's not a scandal uh, the evidence shows that there may be one there uh, but there's more to the stories all, all I'm trying to say yeah. and uh, you know when you look at the private lives of a lot of those other news anchors they're going home to some pretty deviant behavior that is now legalized and, and socially accepted that God blew up cities for. And I can tell you from uh, just being around the world a couple times that uh, when it comes to that particular sin, it used to be called the casting couch in Hollywood where, you know, uh, not just for the sin of homosexuality, but for any sexual sin to, to get jobs. I mean, to get an acting job, a job in, in the entertainment field, there were sexual favors. I'm not justifying. It's, it's a, it's a, hideous thing. But those sexual favors also crossed over to homosexual favors. And and it still does in the industry. And yet, because things haven't been uncovered and exposed, they're not talked about. These these are the dark sides of, of the human experience that our kids need to understand uh, that we all have. I mean, we all have these dark sides. Some people just happen to have a microphone and a platform to be able to spew some good things uh, along the way. And we have to d- teach our kids how to discern all that. Well, y- you also mentioned prior to the program um, something that Charles Stanley said a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I want us to to bring that out here. Charles Stanley was talking about how close you walk to the swimming pool. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, he, he said that uh, there's no sin in, in walking close to the pool. Uh uh, but if you walk too close to the pool too long, you're going swimming, you know, in that in in, right. in, in that pool of sin. And uh, w- what we should be teaching our kids is that we don't want to even give the hint of sexual immorality, and so uh, or of any other type of sin. We want to be above reproach, or of any other kind of kind of sin. Yeah, and uh, if we if we live a, a you know a, a cloaked life. A closeted life where we got this dark side. I mean, we need to get that stuff out. We need to. Yeah. We need to. We need to talk to someone. You know, our pastor, our accountability partner, our, our parents, our you know, our spouse, whatever. Get that stuff out uh, because it eventually it's going to come out. There's a passage of scripture that says, "Your sins will find you out," and maybe we'll find out that there's things that that are mitigating these stories. And that's a, that's another lesson that our kids need to know is that. 
you know what? You can't be too quick to, uh, to, judge. to jump to judgment because he didn't get arrested for anything, right? He, he didn't get arrested for anything. Had this been with any other, say, minority, whether it be whatever, illegal aliens who don't even want to be called illegal aliens, they want to be called undocumented, or an ISIS uh, bomber, you know, a suicide. We don't want to jump to um, uh, to calling them uh, a, a terrorist, that maybe this was just some lunatic that did this. We're very quick not to jump the judgment there, but but when a conservative news guy who was the, the king of the hill, basically, oh man, we're we're right there. And we got to be careful about that. And also, I don't want to be uh, teaching our kids to be stupid either. I mean, there's plenty of evidence. Yeah. Then they need to see through that. But they also need to be able to, to I, I, I've said it a bunch of times, I'll say it again, teach our kids to think. Chew up the wheat, spit out the sticks. We're all flawed human beings. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we just don't want to be jumping to judgment on this stuff. And I think uh, before we go to the break, just to, to add one more thought to that, I think most of us are familiar with the expression about throwing someone under the bus. Yeah. We don't want to be quick to do that. Now, we can, you know, when, when all the information is in, we can make our decisions, but let's not be casting stones too quickly. Right. God has not called us to judge. In fact, uh, my wife and I are going through a Bible study in, uh, in Genesis right now, and we see time and time again of people who are really screwed up, yet <laughs> yeah. they are the, you know, the fathers of the faith, so to speak. Yeah, cause think uh, about this, Rich. All God has to work with to do his bidding is flawed human beings. Yeah. Seriously flawed human beings. Yeah, and and he has done so. Yet he continues to work with us. Mm-hmm. He continues to forgive us. And so how much different would the world be if along the lines, rather than us going to knock down our brother, we go to try to pick up and restore? And that's mm-hmm. more a New Testament thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, even talking about when someone comes against you, uh, you know, and brings suit against you, far better to win them over on the way to court rather than having to go under the judgment of, of the judge. Exactly. And, um, you know, in this case, what does it benefit us to condemn unnecessarily ahead of time? Far better, I think, for us to train our kids and say, all right, look, something apparently has happened. We don't know what. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. And, again, talk about the fact that we're all flawed human beings, that, you know, Christ was the only, you know, perfect one to be among us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yet, you know, what good can we glean from this? What lessons can we learn from this? And in walking, you know, without reproach, how do we need to conduct ourselves so that we don't fall into the pool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we need to take a break here on behalf of our stations. You're listening to Licensed to Parent, talking to you about how to have the tough conversations with your kids when somebody that we may have respected takes a fall and uh, we'll be back with more conversation right after this don't go away remember back in the late 80s and early 90s as the internet hit the scene you know the information superhighway we had great hopes that this new knowledge economy would make our teens more aware diversify their tastes and improve their verbal skills but the enlightenment didn't happen Technology has had the opposite effect. What once promised great hope for the future is now used to indulge in diversions. The Dumbest Generation by Mark Bauerlein, subtitled How the Digital Age Stupefies Young Americans and Jeopardizes Our Future, or Don't Trust Anyone Under 30, 
presents a portrait of the young American mind at this critical juncture, revealing the true cost of the digital age and our last chance to fix it. The Dumbest Generation by Mark Bauerlein, available in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Hi, this is Ravi Zacharias. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherds Hill Ministries and Licensed to Parent. I remember talking to somebody in the entertainment world once who said their entire target audience was an 18-year-old and typically an 18-year-old male. They said the influence they wield in a culture around with their friends is enormous. So a ministry like this to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot say how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. With the generous gifts from people just like you, we're able to provide parents with practical insights to navigate the challenges families face in today's culture, as well as helping troubled teens in our year-long residential program. To learn more and to donate, visit LicensedToParent.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program working with teens in crisis. And our goal, as always on this program, is to help you as a parent be more intentional in the way you raise your kids. And uh, so our topic today has been one that may have caught you off guard, talking about the recent scandals with uh, Fox News and Bill O'Reilly. But uh, talking about teaching our kids to live lives that are above reproach. In other words, live your life in such a way that people have nothing bad that they can say about you, that mm-hmm. they see you being who you claim to be. And, and Trace, there are a lot of double standards in our society. Yep. And it's, it's not just a double standard. There are many, and they go all sorts of ways, every which way. And illogical um, incongruities. Absolutely right. I think about when we were kids, and in fact, when my kids were were young kids, you know, the teaching was always to boys, don't hit a girl. Mm-hmm. Now, if a but girl, now we don't even know what a girl or a boy is. Well, that's the whole thing. If a girl hit you, she wasn't supposed to, but if she did, you weren't to hit back. Right. You were to protect the 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 fairer of the sexes right. was was the way. But now know, there's no there's a there's a no gender line anymore. Ex- exactly. If gender is now a social construct, then. How do you deal with that? You know, she can hit you, but you can't hit her. Well, she and he don't don't add up the way they used to. Yeah. So that becomes very difficult. So, of course, the bottom line is treat all people with respect and don't be lashing out and starting fights. You know, your first thing is try to avoid a fight. You know, you can stand up and defend your position without it coming to a fist fight. Um, but... You know how we how we deal with this in race relations is also tricky. Uh, you know we've said nowadays the uh, the white male is the guy with the target painted on him no doubt. because we are guilty of everything. And I think Bill O'Reilly was exactly that. He, yeah. he is the white male that again. And and folks, I am not defending Bill O'Reilly. All right, but I, there's a lot of things that have come out of this situation that are definitely conversation-worthy to have to our kids because uh, our kids get most of their news uh, from social media. 
Yeah. And, and uh, from their friends. And, and from, uh, yeah, programs uh, like uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon and um, uh, Stephen Colbert and uh, Jimmy Kimmel and, and, and when John Stewart was on, John Stewart. These guys are far to the left. And our kids, you can make anything uh, seem like you have a point when you put humor involved in it. Oh, yeah. And, and they're these, masters. They're great at and it. And remember what humor is. Humor is a distortion of the truth. That's what makes it funny. And so you take uh, whatever the truth might be behind the O'Reilly situation and, and run with it. You've just turned this guy into a laughing stock when, in fact, there may be more to this story than meets the eye. Because there are women out there who use their femininity to leverage uh sexual abuse in a different way. But this lesson's as good for our daughters as it is for our sons. Our daughters need to know that, look, what you say, how you dress, how you put your makeup on, how you conduct your affairs could lead a testosterone-charged male believe that he has a right to talk to you in a perverted way or to use some kind of leverage on you. This is just stuff our kids need to know and understand, and this needs to be talked about. And and that's why we're bringing this whole thing up is so that, that you will have these conversations with your kids. Because I'm telling you, we're not only blurring lines of demarcation between the sexes, but we're redefining terms. Love and, 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 and peace and, uh, you know, family and all these things. We... We have just totally redefined everything to where this whole postmodern relativistic thing has caved in on itself. Yeah. And um, we as parents, particularly Christian parents, have got to just say enough is enough. Yeah. Let's just talk about this a little bit. Yeah. But again, to give your kids uh, some instruction in this, you know, the, the best thing you can do is to recognize that there are shifts in the standards between uh, the races, between people of different faiths, between men and women, however you choose to define that. And if you're aware that, that, that different people are treated differently and you always do your best to respect and, and honor those other people, you may not honor their choices or their beliefs, but you honor their right to have them. Uh, you treat them respectfully as they're expressing those things and you don't go you know, bashing people or or treating them in any denigrating way, you'll always come out on top when you yeah. do that. But we can't we can't budge from our biblical worldview and no. our perspective on reality. And but that is what Christ called us to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think too often we capitulate to the politically politically correct uh zeitgeist, you know, yeah. the spirit of the age that has come upon us. And there are people, I mean, anytime you're saying in a college that you can't even use the pronouns him and her and she and he, I mean, Rich, come on, this is insanity. And uh, I think this this Bill O'Reilly thing has just uh, opened up a door to have a conversation. And um, yeah. we thought it was worth bringing up today so that we would have a conversation with our kids about this stuff. Yeah. That's our time for today. We're grateful that you joined us. And again, we're not... Uh, uh, taking sides on whether one party is right or another is not, but just saying that we need to reflect on ourselves, the way we conduct ourselves, the way we try not to make snap judgments about others until all the information is in, and uh, especially teaching our kids to do the same so mm -hmm. that we don't end up getting more polarized over yep. issues like that. This is Licensed to Parent. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. 
Please remember that the work we do here on the radio broadcast is an extension of the work done every day inside the gates of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Again, Shepherd's Hill is a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Now, you can help that work continue through your tax-deductible gift that keeps this program on the air and provides scholarships to families who can't afford residential care. That way, they can get the help they need for a teen who may be one step away from the grave or one step away from jail. Please help today. You can give securely online when you visit LicensedToParent.org and click the Donate button. Again, that's LicensedToParent.org. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to tell a fellow parent about us. And then please join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.